Hi everyone, my name is John Lugo Treble, and I'd like to thank the good folks at Happy London Press for the opportunity to share my new story with you and a little background information. I'm not sure how many other writers tend to enjoy reading genres outside of the ones they write. I imagine quite a few. I don't write espionage, thrillers, or mysteries, but I do love reading them and certainly watching them. Like many boys growing up, I loved James Bond, Mission Impossible, and other shows like that. What I never saw, though, was myself in those roles, and that's something that has always stuck with me. The lack of positive LGBTQ+, and also you know, Latin characters who weren't cast as the villains was always something that uh, really just, you know, stuck in my mind. Representation is one thing as a writer that I always strive for because I know how important it is for your own mental health to see some part of yourself in this world. You know, we're living through a time in which there's a severe mental health crisis in all corners of the four corners of the globe, and I'm not entirely sure we're talking about that enough. For me, as the pandemic descended, uh, you know, upon us, I I had to put my third novel to one side as I found it difficult to get into the flow. And even now, I'm only just easing back into it. It wasn't something that I was prepared for, but then I don't think any of us were prepared for the last two years. My need to write, though, was insatiable, and I think, like many writers, there was that need to process something. And I found myself taking chances in writing that I'd never taken before. So in the last two years, I've written some dystopian sci-fi stuff, uh, some personal essays reflecting on memories of food and childhood. I even worked on a ghost story which incorporated some local, you know, local lore here where I live in Cornwall with some history about uh, Cornwall. And I developed this piece that you're about to hear called The Hit. The Hit started its life many years ago as a character sketch that I had done in a writing workshop. Uh, I wrote the description and one scene which is not the one you're about to listen to. I then put it to one side after the workshop and it was sort of lost in one of my many work in progress folders. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with it at the time but I knew that one day I would release Ernesto Higgins into the world. The name alone made me know it would happen. I'll say no more at this point and just let you get to know a little bit about Ernesto. So sit back and uh, enjoy a little insight into the world of Ernesto Higgins. The story is called The Hit, and here we go. The gentle sound of Sebastian's hushed voice on the phone as he was drifting off to sleep made the distance between he and Ernesto all too real. It had been a long few days, made longer by his flight being delayed. Ernesto had been reluctant to take another job so close to their anniversary, but the seven-figure sum was made sweeter by the target, Harry Drake. Ernesto had not been back in New York after the last time, but now with Drake out of the picture, there was no more enemies to keep him away. He took a sip of his Bloody Mary and looked outside the window, taking in the planes in various states of transport. Some were standing still, while some heading to places he may or may not have visited or worked in. Each job took on a life of its own, and with it, a part of him. This one, though, meant that he and Sebastian could stop looking back over their shoulders, at least for a little while. The lounge was busy, but not intrusive. He finished his Bloody Mary and called out to a waiter for some champagne. What was the point of flying club if you weren't going to indulge in some bubbly, he thought to himself. 
If anything, it would help him sleep on the flight back to London. He loosened a tie around his neck in a way that made him seem like he was on some photo shoot. He took a deep breath and let out a sigh. He looked down at his phone and ran his finger along the outline of Sebastian's face, which was now his lock screen photo. The photo was from their wedding, and Sebastian had this grin as if he had heard a joke that only he understood. How long had he had wanted to be one of those people who could proudly show his love to the world with a thing like keeping photos on his phone? Ernesto asked himself. He looked up at the ceiling and raised his empty glass to Drake. Sleep well, bastard. The waiter returned with a glass of champagne, and Ernesto smiled at him as he read his name tag. Thank you, James, Ernesto said. James paused for a moment as if taken aback by the informality of the exchange. He smiled back. You're welcome, sir. Ernesto always took care to acknowledge those who those people who others wouldn't. He knew from experience that they took notice of everything, and their silence or cooperation in a situation was invaluable. James left Ernesto to his thoughts. Ernesto watched him walk away and took a sip of the champagne as his thoughts drifted to the morning after his wedding. He and Sebastian were in bed, their tuxes and clothing littered around the floor of their suite. There was an overturned bottle of champagne in an ice bucket that was dripping with condensation. The sun peered through the vertical blind to the St. Martin's Lane Hotel, and in the minimalist suite it wasn't just their bodies that were exposed, but their souls as well. If there had been a moment in which anything could have been said, that was it. Nothing else would matter from that day onwards, except their love and safety. He swiped his phone open and refreshed his inbox. He looked again at the confirmation from the St. Martin's Lane Hotel and grinned. It had been a few years since they had stayed there, and he was looking forward to making more memories with Sebastian on their anniversary. Ernesto put his phone back in the inside pocket of his Hugo Boss suite suit jacket and looked around before taking another sip of his champagne. Ernesto Higgins. The familiar voice sent a chill down his spine. He turned around and locked eyes with her. Lil still had that intense look about her, but none of the vulnerability that had made him fall for her a decade ago. The lines around his ex-wife's eyes were harsher now, and he knew that at least a few of them bore his name. Anyone else would have gone pale at the sight of a ghost, but not Ernesto. I wondered how long it would take you to resurface, he said. You were always a good swimmer. Well, there's something about your ex-husband dumping you into the East River that can really motivate a girl, Fidel said. The playfulness in her tone was sinister, and Ernesto remembered that her sense of humor had also been one of the things that he had fallen for. He motioned over to James to bring over some more champagne. James placed the glasses on the table and took in the sight of Lil before turning to Ernesto and nodding. Thank you, James. James thanked him and walked away at a slower pace than before, which neither Lil nor Ernesto took notice of. Oh, we so polite, Ernesto, she said as she picked up her champagne flute. Manners don't cost a thing, Lil. He picked up his flute and held it up to make a toast. To your health, he said. <laughs> she took a deep breath and retreated to that mental corner of her mind that allowed her to detach from emotional situations. Garcia has a job for you, she said. Money's no object. She then looked around and back at him. I've even agreed to give up on my revenge. 
Ernesto smiled. <laughs> Who did she think she was fooling, he thought to himself. What has the collective done for you, Ernesto? You live in the shadows, and for what? Her eyes lit up as she spoke. The paper pushers take all the credit, and what about us? She sat back in her chair. The world is ours, Ernesto, not theirs. It was no secret that he and the collective had their problems, but they kept Sebastian safe, and for that his loyalty could not be bought. He took a sip of his champagne and locked eyes with Lil. He could see she really believed her words. So easily led by her temperament, that had been her Achilles' heel, he thought. James returned with a bowl of cashews, and the sight of them made Lil jump. Get those away from me, she screamed. I'm allergic. She stood up and backed away from the table. Don't you ask before bringing nuts to people? James took the bowl away as fast as he could and kept apologizing. Ernesto glanced at his watch and then looked up at the monitor on the wall. His flight was now flashing, boarding soon. He waited for Lil to recompose herself. He didn't mean anything by it, Lil. How is he to know? And anyway, don't you carry your EpiPen with you? She ignored his words and said, just, just can't get the staff these days. The entitlement of her upbringing would rear its ugly head whenever she was inconvenienced. Ernesto, your politeness has always been irritating. She produced a small green USB drive and put it in front of him. 30 million euro, untraceable, and target information. He laughed. <laughs> I still see you don't like foreplay. Oh, Ernesto, why sit through previews when you can skip to the main menu? Who's the target? The situation in Puerto Rico is causing a lot of concern for some of our clients. Ernesto had been following the escalation on the island. The collective had relocated his mother from San Juan to Madrid before the capital fell. He had read in the papers that the Americans and Puerto Ricans would be meeting in Prague with the Cubans and Spanish to hold talks on breaking the deadlock. Ernesto, this is not a request, she said. Did you think your life in London had escaped our surveillance? Garcia will need your answer by the time you land at Heathrow. Or, Ernesto said. It was the first moment during their conversation that he sat up and took notice. I hope Sebastian is a good swimmer. Lil got up and put picked up her open handbag. She took one look at Ernesto and blew him a kiss before she headed in the direction of the restrooms. She bumped into James, who was carrying a tray of empty glasses. He managed to hold the tray steady enough, so no glass was smashed. He apologized, but she just pushed him away and muttered something as she continued walking. Ernesto shook his head as if something wasn't right about what he had witnessed. James came to his table to see if he needed another drink. Ernesto looked at the screen again and noticed a flash, flashing boarding now next to his flight. No, thank you, James. My flight is boarding. Very well, sir. Have a safe flight. Ernesto looked around for Lil, but there was no sign of her. He put the USB drive in his pocket and left the lounge. He headed towards the gate. Each step felt heavier than the last. When he, got, when he got to the gate, he walked past the queue of economy passengers and onto the sky bridge. At the entrance to the plane, he handed his ticket over to a young flight attendant named Joe, who ushered him to his compartment and offered him a glass of champagne. Ernesto sat down after putting his carry-on in the overhead, and when he sat down, his glass of champagne was on a paper coaster on the tray in front of him. When he picked it up, the coaster stuck to the bottom of the glass. 
He noticed some small handwriting on it and peeled it off the base. He leaned in to read it. Allergies are a terrible thing. For a moment he thought about Lil, the Lil that had been loyal to the collective and to him, the Lil he had known before the river incident. Plane continued to board, and even if he had wanted to cry, he knew he couldn't. It wasn't in his nature to mourn twice. He had said his goodbyes to her before he was ordered to kill her the first time. Ernesto downed the champagne and pressed the call button. Joe returned with another glass, and he crouched down to Ernesto's level. He whispered into Joe's ear, A car will be waiting for you when we land to take you directly to the hotel. He then smiled. Enjoy your anniversary, sir. Ernesto nodded and sat fully back in his chair. He watched Joe walk away and noticed him talking to another attendant in the galley. The other attendant was James. Ernesto would sleep well on his flight home. <laughs>